Dumpster Divas, welcome to another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and my sister, Kix Hamlet. We are here to dive into the reality TV that made us, well, the garbage we are. I know that's right. And expect like a mix of throwback recaps as well as chats about what we are still watching today. Tom, are you ready to get into it? Let's go. Hi guys, um, you know, it, it's me, Tom. Um, we, we're, we're back, we're back. And by we, I don't mean me and Kix. Um, Kix is not here today, but I have a fabulous comedian to join me to dive into all things Potomac and uh, his new found housewife's uh, infatuation. So we have per- Peru Flores here. You can follow Peru at Hey Peru on Instagram. And a couple, you have shows coming up. I'm going to plug right at the top so I don't forget. Okay, we have Unpopular Love. Opinions. On November 18th, the caveat. And then you also have Pioneers and Trailblazers on November 10th at Brooklyn Art House. Did I miss anything? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are, I mean, this is this month. This month, a race to the finish. It um, is. Really fun shows if you want to come. This, well, I don't know when this will be going up. but This will be out on Wednesday this week. Oh, cute. Mm-hmm. So then in a couple of days, it'll be at Brooklyn Art House, Pioneers and Trailblazers, part of New York Comedy Festival. And then the following week on Saturday on Popular Opinions, baby. It's a fun show. Yay, congrats. Um, Thank you. Two shows in such a short period of time. Got a, Booked and blessed, baby. Booked and blessed. And not only in the shows, but producing the shows. So you know you know what producing life yes, is, girl. Yes, I do. It's, it's, almost, it's, it's thankless sometimes, don't you think? <laughs> it's absolutely thankless right which yeah. is why i crave so much attention when i'm on stage you're like because... i worked so hard can you give me something please <laughs> can you please compliment my looks please please what looks are you gonna be serving i feel like you, you're gonna throw a look i'm always throwing a look i feel like uh my comedy is also very visual because i feel like first and foremost i am a hot model a white woman living in the city can confirm and i want everyone to know that yeah uh, i think um i'm feeling very like structured lately for okay. stage so i think i'm gonna do something like like um uh, Lara Croft inspired like Lara Croft went to like a business meeting like that's kind of the vibe I want to give like Blackpink meets Lara Croft uh, I I love this I love this idea I feel like if Lara Croft went to a business meeting she would enter in like through the window like she would like she'd start on the roof and then she'd just swing down like crashing through the window and be like sorry guys yeah, and not a single, <laughs> not a single scar or like n- nothing. Just no, fl- flawlessly. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, she she never has she she never has cuts on her. Were you a mm-hmm. were you a Tomb Raider girl? Well, I only know of it because of Angelina Jolie, right? Same. Doing yeah, because I just thought like I wanted to be her, and she was so hot. I was like, this uh, this must be something I need to know. And I, I, I still don't even know really what most of it was about. I just know that she was. No, me hot. neither. I I know it's funny. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what I couldn't tell you one thing that happened in those movies, but the aesthetic was so pleasing to me, and I think that was just because it was it was all very gay, you know, because like gay adjacent. Oh, just yeah. like it's leather and like it's for the dolls it is for the dolls <laughs> yeah. the dolls exclusively <laughs> and well, her dad is in the movie too i know but you know john void is, is a troubled what a fucked soul. Up relationship yeah <laughs> well they have a fucked up relationship he now speaking ex- of bad parents relationships speaking of whoa <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! So, so we are going to chat about the Potomac premiere today, and we're also going to chat a little bit about Salt Lake City because I know you're dipping your toes in both of those things. Um, uh, but before we get to that, 
Okay, I have to know a little bit more about kind of your journey with reality TV, like through life. And we like to ask our guests, like, what reality show made them um, a dumpster diva? Oh my God, a dumpster diva. I feel like um, when I, and I guess this could have multiple answers, but I'm going to give you like the most like uh, historically accurate. Yeah. When I was, I'm originally from Peru. And mm-hmm. I was raised in Peru. And I remember at one point I was able to have a TV in my room, which was a big deal. Yeah. Like not everyone had like TVs in their room. So I was like so fancy. I was like, I'm so cool. Um, and not only that, but like I was able to have cable on the TV. And that's that's a big deal. Like I couldn't get like I that was a forbidden thing in my house until like I was in high school, I think. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. We 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 went off, and I, I, it, this is so funny because when I moved to the U.S., mm-hmm. I never had a TV in my room. Yeah. This was like when I was in Peru when I was younger, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Why was I? What was I doing with the TV in my room?" I think my my mom just wanted me to shut up, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> not be just like running around the house talking. Like sure. I just yeah. Um. And I remember watching the Real World for mm-hmm. like the first time, and it was the Las Vegas season. Yes, with and... uh, Trishel. With Trishelle and like the hot tub moment. Of course. And that one guy who I think fucked this girl in the confessional. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, to me, like that was my impression of America. <laughs> I mean, that's not, that kind of is. That's like, that's, that's us. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, just white people fucking in the tub, like being yeah. awful to each other, like getting fucked up. And I was like, I like this. This is yeah. You're like, this I'm, is for me. <laughs> I'm sold on America. <laughs> sold. Sign me up. Mind you, I don't. Well, I mean, I've been to Vegas a couple of times, um, but never have I ever had an experience like that. Like, and and the real world also felt like it started being pretty real, like any reality show, and yep. then you know, like it became like this, like this huge house and this whole thing. But like, I feel like this was still a good point in the real world where like it was, it still felt kind of real. Like no social media was around yet. No. Um, yeah. So it felt debaucherous and like not really attention seeking in the way that like it feels like now sometimes. Yeah. Because I mean, one of my favorite, one of my favorite things, like just fun facts is that when pumpkin from flavor of love, are you familiar with the flavor of love universe? <gasps> yeah. Okay, of course. So, one of my favorite fun facts is that Pumpkin famously, like after filming the show, just went back to being a substitute teacher and like was a substitute teacher <laughs> when the show was airing. <laughs> and there was like a kid, there were like kids in like, they were like, wait, are you Pumpkin? And she got fired. <laughs> like, yeah, that's me. I'm Pumpkin. But like. That is wild. But my point being the traject, no one in their brain was like, this is going to be a launching point for my, you know existence as a like as a career launching point and they just went on to be like i'm just gonna do this fun thing be gone for a couple weeks and go back to like flipping burgers somewhere but like yeah there's something i miss i miss those days in many ways because it people just didn't care about their you know persona so much they were just like i'm just gonna go kind of like be and then go back and then like life will just continue on you know yeah like new york and pumpkin weren't like thinking of their brand when they were shooting the show you know like they were just trying to do this like fun thing although that's like the second part of my answer because now once i moved to the u.s Mm -hmm. and i was consuming reality television like in america 
I remember stumbling upon a shot of uh, love with Tila Tequila. Yeah. Uh-huh. The Bai show. Yeah, yeah, of course. And ahead of its time. Ahead of his time, like this bi Asian woman, like vying for love, like and for women and men, like mm-hmm. what is happening? What we need to bring this back? Where we is do. Tila Tequila? <laughs> well, I think that there, because well, a couple of things. One, Tila Tequila, it's so interesting to me that she was on this like revolutionary show, and she's now. I don't know if you're familiar with who she is now, but she's like a deep QAnon, like Trumper, like. Oh my crazy God. conspiracy theorist, like GOP Republican voice. And it's like, girl, you were on like the most like liberating <laughs> show of like a whole adolescent you generation. Aggressive bitch. <laughs> I know. And like, what have you done? <laughs> oh no, poor Tila. Well, I, I wish her all the best. I want her to wake up. <laughs> She needs to take a shot at life again. And you know what, Peru? This is why we love you. <laughs> she needs to take a shot of Vita tequila. She does. She needs She needs an intervention immediately. Wow. Well, I know that that's heartbreaking. But, you know, I do think that a buy because they've been trying to figure out how to incorporate more like queerness on dating shows. And they struggle with the premise on like Love is Blind, for instance. They're like, well, where do you send them if they're all going to like, because like on Love is Blind, they're secluded into men and women. But then they're like, yeah. are the men all going to just like live together? But then they'll know they'll who each other the are. They'll seclude the bottoms and the tops. Well, sure. But the, who's to say the tops and the bottoms aren't going to still like, you know, jerk off? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. And, uh, oh, my God. Welcome to my life. Sometimes it's just like Jesus. Um, yeah, like, but, well, I guess what are we going to do now? I guess. I guess we're just going to talk about our feelings but um it is funny because love is blind would never work with gay people it wouldn't gay people are garbage and like they'd be like okay i need to see this person like well also i okay so think about think about this the premise of love is blind they they go to a city right where like Mm -hmm. that way hopefully if people get married they'll like still be able to live together and like they're not moving across towns and countries and states is not a a um a roadblock for the relationship if there was a bunch of gay people i promise you and if they were blind they'd be like oh yeah i i know them i fucked them like like yeah uh, like, like, i was like oh yeah i fucked that guy (laughs) like they hear his voice you're like oh yeah he fucked my friend Yeah, you're like, wait, you're like listening to them. And you're like, wait, are you Scott? that guy from industry? Wait. Yeah. You don't happen to hang out in the bathrooms at industry, do you? Oh, my God. No. Yeah. And they wouldn't work. It, no, it just wouldn't work. Mm-mm. And that's Mm-mm. OK. But you know, we'll have to find a space you, somewhere else. Go ahead. Did you watch the logo show? The Prince Charming show? You know, I didn't. I I didn't have the the. It felt too cringe span. again. It felt, it felt like <laughs> the worst of us just on screen. It's just like I don't know. I don't want to watch cringe gay people right now. I often find that when they've put gays on shows, be that dating shows or house shows, it always feels like the worst of us. Of so like, I need a, I need, to, I need someone to change up the casting process for this. And maybe it's just a, the type of gay. I mean, not to like you know, call the community out, but here we are. (laughs) Here we are. I mean, if we're going to be honest with ourselves, it's like, you know, there's just as much trash in in 
the community that we call the gay community oh, as there yes. is to the straight community. And so it's like, I don't know. I feel like for mainstream media, since like us as a community, we're still trying to figure out like ourselves within it, you know, mm-hmm. like what we stand for, what our problems are, you know, like whether it is, you know, like body image or just, you know, mask format, all those things. Right. Sure. I feel like we haven't been able to unpack it yet. No. So like we can't we can't have something in mainstream to where like then we're going to have the mainstream audiences kind of like pitch in like does that make sense like we're yes. still trying to figure it out within ourselves so it's totally. just like we we, we can't yeah it, it's kind of hard well the easier option is just to put like white jacked gay guys because <laughs> they're like well they'll all probably be on the same page of things no one's yeah, gonna cha- yeah. no one's gonna challenge them <laughs> no no one's gonna challenge them no absolutely that, not. in our caste system you know they live pretty high so like no one's gonna really target them in any way no yeah. i i agree we we should get more aligned on where we're at before we throw ourselves on <laughs> love is blind or I don't yeah know. or being like we're looking for love and we're like really because you were looking for like a th- three cocks yesterday <laughs> like what, what, what did, and like, that's I don't okay know too that's that's a new reality show coming to netflix uh, yeah, looking for looking three cocks. For cocks. Looking for three cocks. <laughs> that would do well, honestly. <laughs> honestly, like, a, like a, a, maybe like a, a a sex positive kind of like gay show could probably do pretty well. I agree because if if there's something that like we are very proud of is like sexuality and sex. Yeah. So like if we, if we are gonna bring something to mainstream that should be more standardized, maybe is sex positiveness. So maybe that could be fun. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I, 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 we'll 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 take we'll it offline. It. We'll, 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 we'll take yeah. it offline. We'll pitch it. Not not too many yeah. ideas here. Um, <laughs> okay, well let's get into the housewife. So for those uh, listening, I just want to clarify: Peru is not a like Bravo like super duper fan. Is more of like a new Bravo head in terms of Salt Lake City. And then I was like, I just want to get your eyeballs also on the Potomac premiere, just to kind of hear your first thoughts on the royal ladies of Potomac because they are amazing themselves. So let's, let's, let's start with SLC. Cause you're, you're like the most familiar with that. And then we can kind of wrap up on some thoughts on, on the Potomac premiere, but you were talking about, um, mothers mm-hmm. <laughs> and Kate, mothers, mothers. <laughs> and, and bad mothers. Um, mm-hmm. and we have a little woman named LD on SLC and where are you at with this with the guacamole, with the dessert. Oh my god, dessert! Look at this beautiful oh dessert. <laughs> I am forever now. I'm gonna be ordering guacamole for dessert. Yeah, <laughs> like for dessert, we'll share the guac, the chips and guac. <laughs> um, well, let me tell you. Actually, I mean, I have been watching Salt Lake from the very beginning. Like, yeah, what you know, drew? I, so why there? What drew you there? Just so you could start at the beginning of something. Well, I, I mean, actually, I, I mean. Now we're gonna fight. I'm like, I have been a Bravo fan. Listen, okay, like, sorry, I, am, I, I misunderstood. Yeah, please don't tarnish my image okay. as a Bravo lover. Um, but it, like, uh, New York, obviously, like I've always watched. Yeah. Um, because it was the city that I live in, so it was like, let me just watch yeah. the Real House of New York. Um, Salt Lake though felt different because like it did have like this like community aspect of it with yeah. the whole mormon situation and being in utah like it felt like it was a way different dynamic and like cultural element than the other franchises you know mm-hmm. where like everyone else is pretty much like hey we're rich we're housewives we're whatever um we'll 
throw wine glasses everywhere but like with salt lake there was a different element of like oh and then there's this thing you know like with the community and the people and their religion so it felt different totally and lord it's delivering i mean it's it's giving everything this season you thought after jen shaw we weren't able to gonna have something you know like ass like titillating as that Mm. um but uh, we were wrong we were wrong (laughs) Yeah, I, you know, last season, I, we, like, kind of stopped talking about it on here, honestly, because it was so dark, and, like, I, the, there was, I felt like with Mary gone, we lost some of, like, the things to laugh at. With Jen there, she was, like, initiating so much just, like, chaos and drama, and her crimes are so dark, like, it's hard to laugh at what she, you know like and i need some levity so i i struggled last season a lot because it's just like they were fighting all the time and like not fighting like scream they like scream at each other in ways that not yeah. all the other franchises like do like they're like they hate each other so i was kind of down bad on them i was like i'm not sure where we're gonna go from here and this season has been a a breath of fresh from the top mm-hmm. where i mean it mm-hmm. has been hilarious I am riveted by Monica. I think she's a genius casting choice. Yes. Genius casting choice. Bringing, and they knew this, you know, how dark last season was. They mm-hmm. knew they had to bring Mary back in some form. Yeah. They were like, how how much do we need to pay you to just come be insane <laughs> every now and then? How much and do we need to pay like, you to sure. just show up and hate being there? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, honestly, if they were paying me whatever they're paying her to show up to just hate everything, I'll oh, sign total- me up. That's what she's doing. It. She's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the check and I'll just sit here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Speaking of, I mean, what, what, a, what a person to be having a legit fight with somebody at the restaurant and then be like, ah, oh, watch me walk out through the door. But I'll, but be, not before I take my food to go. <laughs> uh, I need my food to go first, and then I want to make my point and walk away. Like, wow, what yeah. a, what a genius! So genius. And I was like, Mary, but like, it's it's hard to defend Whitney most days of the year. Um, but I... okay, okay, gr- let's talk about Whitney. Did okay. you br- did you like her from the beginning? Like season one, was Whitney someone that you're like, I like her? So Whitney has always been someone that I I was like kind of like a um unapologetic Whitney fan where I was like I think she brings conversation I think she's stunning I think she's funny I think she gets Same. the show but this season she's losing the thread for me a little bit because I like the and the the instigating is confusing like I think she can't get her story straight always about like where what her point is like I think we're right. I feel like every time she's she's trying to explain her point POV on something we're all like oh what like her her revealing the thing that Meredith may have said about outing someone like yeah it's very loose it's confusing and it also doesn't really align with her um where she's at like she's always like at she's literally at the opening of every gay bar in the United States of America (laughs) and like I'm like confused at why she's a part of a storyline about outing someone because that's I I that is like the dumbest most base like accusation that happens on these shows and I also know, it's, it's like, a, like come on it's like find something better to talk about and also who cares like no like no one say he is gay 
And I mean, listen, I'm holding my breath because I absolutely would be not upset if he was gay. Uh, I get it. Uh, I He's a little, like, for me, I I see he's hot. He is hot, objectively hot. But I think... I, I, you know, I'll be the little, like, um, cabbie driver hats that he's wearing. <laughs> I'm like, okay. We That's can, tough we for can, me. We can coach you on that one. I also, like, have noticed that he, like, fully waxes his legs, which that's h- tough for me. Like, the, Wait, I did not notice that. I noticed it because he was, like, wearing shorts and there was, like, some... And oh, he was so standing... you're a leg guy. You're well, a leg guy. No, I just, <laughs> I just like to know, like, that you, like, have some hair on your body. Like, I can't handle, like, the, like... I just I'm not looking to like have sex with like naked mole rats like I want like a little (laughs) (laughs) I want like a little something like to kind of like just shape the body you know like we need we need things to just like clarify where things begin and end um and (laughs) (laughs) you need the you know the hair is really the like the, it's the like go here next. The body. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like the, the, yeah, the, yeah, there's arrows, <laughs> there's lights, there's stoplights. You know, there's a lot of things going on. So I don't know. I noticed that, and or maybe they're lasered. But I, I noticed like bare, bare arms and legs is like a big. I'm like, whoa, what? And not that like I'm into like someone's arm being hairy. I just think it's a bizarre thing to like go it's in. It's okay. You can like hair. No, it's I, okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't. I'm just saying I think it's a bizarre thing to get like your arms and legs lasered. I mean, I don't know. Do you Maybe think it's so? a condition. <laughs> That's true. He can have alopecia. He does wear hats. <laughs> uh, see, this was so. Wow, you're gonna get canceled. Wow. Oh my god, oh my god I'm gonna get canceled. I'm gonna get canceled. I'm gonna get canceled. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, the outing of it all is just like, wait, what is this? Like the early two thousands? Like, why is this? Like, you know. Uh, also, we don't know their situation. They could have like a a, a specific kind of marriage, you know, in which yeah. he's allowed to like dibble dabble, like. But the at least if that's going to be the rumor maybe this is contradicting myself but even make it spicier you know like what is the tea like what like right now it's just like mm, you know we heard that he's gay it's not it's nothing even like titillating about being gay it's just like well what is he doing like was he escorting like i don't know like what, right what is or he? like he he accepts payment for his haircuts at a salon from like getting his dick sucked in the bathroom like that's yeah, see that's, that's like more like oh that's saucy it's like damn you know like he's <laughs> right. out there but no it's just like wow he might just like to kiss boys i'm like all right yeah that's a, correct it's like not that interesting um no but well, well but, I, had, I had no idea that meredith was in the the, the hosting board for the glad, glad awards I know. I had no idea she she had that much gravita. I was like, okay, Meredith Marks, pop off. I mean, not to discount Glad, but like, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Do you think like I'm confused? I, I want to learn more about her position there. And part of me thinks that they are they like navigate to find just like someone who's like popular in the pop culture sphere yeah. in that moment to be like come here and do this like which i guess makes sense i just i'm not saying that it's like she's not like um you know at like but at the white house like trying to pass legislation of like gay rights i mean she's she's like at the glad awards like i mean i i would hope any of them said yes to that opportunity yeah you know? like she's just helping pick the chips and dip and like what white sure. wine is gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah i just think i don't think it's that revolutionary anymore to like support gay people <laughs> like i think it's like that's 
okay, like sure, you should. Well, like, I mean, within the context of again of the Mormon Church, that's you know, true, like maybe it is like good to see like these women in Utah like being open, you know, like LGBTs, and obviously her her son is gay, right? Um, and also obnoxious. Talk about talk about our community again. My God, <sighs> I've met. Meredith and Brooks. You have where uh, at a therapy. restaurant? Oh, was like, probably in industry. I talked about or this therapy. with Michelle Collins. Did you? Uh, I oh, I don't know. I if saw I heard them that. during BravoCon, and she showed up with with Brooks, mm-hmm. and like, and she, I mean, to give her any credit, like she is a stunning woman. She's beautiful. beautiful in person. Like it's, and it doesn't even look like fake if that makes sense like i mean whatever work she's got she's had done if she's had work done it's great she showed up in this like two-piece like fuchsia mm-hmm. uh, suit and pants like very hillary like dung now and like this like stiletto she looked amazing and amazing. then sat down with brooks they both shared a salad and then she proceeded to take off her heels no and put them up on the banquet of the freaking t- i was gooped i was like not meredith mars taking off her heels and putting her feet up on the freaking banquette wait no yes i was like what is happening i was like uh, is anyone else paying attention to this that she literally just put her feet up on the freaking i mean who does that who does that it was no. wild. it was wild wait where what restaurant was this uh in meatpacking okay so that's she's. It's not like you're like at like. A, I don't want. I don't want to name the restaurant. But it's, it's like meatpacking. <laughs> okay, I'm picturing. I, I, there's like three essentially that it's, I'm going it, through it's, my it's head. Like, it's, like, it's the French one. It's the French one. Okay, I was to say. I was thinking it's either at a rooftop of a furniture company or it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's a, crazy, sea, or it's a seafood restaurant like... where there's a lot of influencers, or it's the French one. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. But still, like, why? Well, one. Never put your feet up anywhere. You're in fucking New York City. Yes. People, gross. Y'all, New York City is disgusting. And you walk around the city and then you throw those shoes on. You got to think about where, where those shoes are going when you walk into anywhere. Like, you got, and then to let alone put your feet, your, your bare ass feet up on something. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then they barely talked. For, I mean, so much talk on, on the show about being uh, so close to each other. Like, I guess they're so close they don't need to talk anymore because they barely talked. They were on their <laughs> phones the entire time. I even feel like when they asked for the check, like, they split the check. Like, it was it was a really b- bizarre and interesting Weird. scenario to witness. And I was like, okay. I feel like right. their relationship consists of, like, sending each other memes back and forth and just being like, I'm dad. <laughs> I'm dad. <laughs> LMFAO, like, sitting next to her while, she, while he writes ball, it. Edge ball. <laughs> um uh, but yeah i mean i guess good good for representing the community but <laughs> I, I really uh, uh yeah i i, I i'm claims... happy that they're talking about gay stuff okay, of course i always welcome the the gay the gay conversations our, our only ask is if you're gonna spread a drama spread a rumor make it a little bit more dramatic you know yeah um but um yeah so with whitney though back to that like i think where where I'm at is like, I can't totally follow her train of thought, but are you like loving her this season, like forever and always, or are you like not team her? Where are you at? I was always 
a fan of Whitney because she did feel like the fresher one of the group. You know, she mm-hmm. felt like the young voice. You know, oh, I'm dancing on the pole. You know, like I left the church and this is my life now. So now though this season i agree with you starting with last season it always felt like she was just trying to like create the narrative of this the the the, the show basically you know yeah but not really tying up the loose ends that was in her like the drama that was i guess she was trying to 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 dictate or not now that monica is on the show it feels like Monica's taken that place of where mm-hmm. Whitney used to be of being the one who felt like fresh. Yeah. Like she's agreed. not the wealthiest. She's come, comes from a different background. She's very open about like, you know, what, where she stands in financially and, and how she feels herself fit in with the women of mm-hmm. the cast. So it feels like old Whitney to me. Yeah, I, I see. What you, I see what you mean by that. Yeah, because Whitney has now has the housewife's money and has the housewife's like, like there's there's more cash flow happening than there was before, and she's like successful. And although Monica's gonna have that same trajectory, I that's one of my favorite things about housewives in general is seeing how they handle um, fame and the success. Fame. Like, I think that's really where we find interesting, interesting things. Like, that's where fun conversations happen. That's where like drama happens. So I'm I'm curious to see where Monica heads. One thing about Monica that she came in though with this season that I think is rare in a show. Um she knew everyone pretty much and then she also mm-hmm. because Jen is such an awful human and friend, she no. essentially knew so much dirt on these ladies that like maybe hasn't even been brought up on camera yet. Like I she alluded to it in the beginning like she's like I know so much about these women but like i don't know all of them so well so i'm curious to see like how she can kind of access the the rumors that she has like in her in her docket on the ladies i think it's just i think they're all a little scared of her because they know that about her well i feel like if that's the case maybe she needs to and i mean again it's like her first season she's brand new like i had never i don't know if i'm missing something but i had never seen her no she wasn't on before the show. No, at no, all no no, like, no, 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 she, no no so it really feels like literally this brand new girl that i nobody knew about mm-hmm. um it would be i guess a smarter play for her to make her narrative maybe some of the things that she does know about the women as opposed to just having these really stupid arguments with angie about like who's spreading the rumor and what meredith's saying it's like if you really want to like start drama then like maybe like you know go on your freaking like cloud and like think of the things that you do have on these women because i'm sure there's something in there you could like start shit from or about there's gotta be but she's gotta be she's too entrenched right now in um ruining her relationship with her mother on camera (laughs) which which honestly triggering Triggering. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know i that is not a relationship that i have with my mother but i yeah my mom has never called me a motherfucker uh, uh during lunch no but i know people that have similar <laughs> situations where there's a you know there's always when when that friend mom line is crossed like you can you enter into really tough territory and I sometimes like being a mothers are superheroes in this world. Like they do so much. And like, it's not to say that she didn't do that for her. And some people just need friends. I mean, she didn't though. She didn't, but I'm just saying like, I I don't want to downgrade the fact like she she is her mother, 
but at the same time, like, like this, you, you have used and abused your daughter. And I think your daughter had a plan going on to this show where she was going to show the world exactly who you are. I mean, it's the perfect, yeah, it's the perfect way to get back at her. It really is. Well, that's, that's why I was wondering, I was like, why even make your mom a part of the show? And like now it's clicking to me. It's just like I think you just wanted to expose your mom for like what she was. I feel like totally. she still holds some it. resentments on, you know, abandonment. And like obviously anytime she talks about her mom in the freaking confessionals, like she starts crying. Like it's an this is an actual plot line in this show. It's mm-hmm. like an actual drama, her like frail relationship with her mom. But also it's like kind of fucked up it's unfolding the way it is now you know in front of the cameras like the whole easter situation was so uncomfortable so weird i have had moments like that with my own mom Mm -hmm. where like not not saying that my mom is a villain as much as this woman is like my mom and i have had our our issues before and like our public meltdowns but i do recall like a moment with my own mom in which we were at like a party like a, a neighborhood party and she was like Trying to be like, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm the sweet, you know, just like, look at me. I'm just being a good mom, you know, and then me being like, I know when we get home, I know who I know how you are. I know you can yell. I know how you can be. It was so cringe watching that. I really felt like I was like, should I call my mom and be like, watch this episode. (laughs) Tell me what you think. Because I was like, damn, so uncomfortable. (laughs) What do you think? What do you think she would think if she watched it? Would she like see? My mom would be like, "What you think I'm her?" I'd be like, "Well, I'm not saying you aren't, uh, but that dynamic, and also you know they're like, uh, they're remind me they're Portuguese from Portugal or from Brazil. I am unclear on that because there's a big difference. Oh, is there really? I mean, obviously they're from, they're very far apart, but I just don't know culturally, like, like where. Yeah. Like, you know, because I mean, I it's mean like obviously a, they're like, Spanish. Like, I, I understand that how they're different. I guess I, yeah. I only, I guess I only, because I, I have some friends who are Portuguese, like parents are Portuguese, but they're, they are all from Portugal. Like, not like, right. not Brazil there is Portuguese. Like Latin, the Latinness of it all and the spiciness and sauciness of coming from Brazil, you yeah. know, and being like Latin American as opposed to like being Portuguese and being European. It's yeah. a bit, and to me, this is giving Brazil. This is giving Latin American <laughs> this spice. Giving Brazil. This is giving <laughs> Brazil. And the way like they go back and forth, you know, between Portuguese and, and English, it's like, I have, again, I relate to that so much because like when my mom and I have arguments and I speak mostly in Spanish with my family. So mm-hmm. that's already a given. Yep. But when we're like in public settings and I'm talking in English and my mom is like mad at me or like is wanting to be serious about it. She pulls out that Spanish like no business. She starts just calling me by my middle name in Spanish. And I'm just like, oh, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> what have I um, done? <laughs> What have I done? Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know that Monica has really gone. She's talked to the ladies about her relationship with her mom. So I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, though. I think cause I get confused sometimes when you're watching the show because like they reveal things in their confessionals and we see like private scenes. But I don't think that was the first that was the first time they'd met her. Definitely. And then I don't know. like met her met LD, her mom. 
Mm-hmm. But then I also don't know, like, how much she's actually revealed because about, like, their relationship. Because it seems to me like she's been pretty surface with him about their relationship. And that was, like, yeah, she a... she talked to um, uh, oh, she Heather. Talked, she did talk Heather, to Heather at, then the, at yeah, the little... Like, boutique. What's the, They're always at uh, boutiques. And then they did... Wait, what's it called? The tailgate? The tailgate. Oh, yes, you're right, at the tailgate. He was talking about how, like, she, you know, took the car, which is crazy. So, like, they're getting bits and pieces of, like, how great, like, kind of, like, weird this woman is. So, to then be, like, fully on her side during the Easter thing, I was like, wait, like... Okay, that bothered me so much when Lisa... Because Lisa said that, right? I think she was, like, like... I feel bad for her mom. Yeah, I'm like, okay. I feel sorry for her mom. Okay, like Lisa, come on! Like her mom was making a scene on camera. Like you, like it was clear to me that she was trying to like ham it up, be for the a part, yeah, be on the I'm show. Like, sh- leave them to tough it out. Like Angie's having a moment with her, yeah, with Monica. So like, d- there's no need to come and and like in Portuguese it out in front of everyone. Like, the, <laughs> right? What, agreed. What, you don't have to like daughter your freaking like daughter at that time. And also, I don't think that Monica was being that crazy to be honest everyone was just making it seem like it was this huge fight she was just sitting with angie and they were exchanging words but it didn't feel like crazy to me i completely agree and also something i remind myself when i'm watching these shows is we're focused in on like this one scene right and we're watching the scene we can hear everything that's in the scene like we're sitting next to them but they're i don't know they're at like a in a room like where there's a lot of conversations happening there's probably like music playing in the background like they're not yelling if they're not yelling at each other i promise you the whole room isn't like turned around like looking at them being like what's going on so like it's not like i don't think monica was making a scene at all i think she was just like having a conversation with angie and then her mom like like you said just entered in to make make it all about her yeah, uh, which is also fun because some sometimes like the parties that happen during the housewives, like they feel staged. You know, you you totally. know, it's like this felt like an actual Easter, but you know, this was Angie's Easter gathering bonanza. This was an actual thing that she does. <laughs> the the um, Greek word, the Greek word for party, bonanza. Um, which by the way felt like so much fun i would have loved to be like day drunk at this easter gathering totally i would have been like oh my god all the little gift bags everyone had the money the dancing the kids doing water shots i know oh my god and you know they're drinking like gallons of red wine at like 11 a.m and having greek food that sounds amazing Oh, the best. Although I don't see enough white wine being drunk. I miss the housewives' days when everyone drank white wine. Now everyone's doing cocktails and red and cabernet. And I'm like, where's the white wine? I need my white wine. I know, but I feel like white wine is like not in I feel like white wine was so I mean, I love white wine, but I feel like white wine was like so yeah, of like Don't come too, after my white wine, okay? No, I love white wine. But see, I white wine for me, I love it, but it, I it makes me a little testy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like I get a little hot and I'm like, you know what? You did say that about me. like like I don't know. What, I don't know if I've just watched too many sh- like reality shows where they're just like downing white wine, but if I have like two savvy bees, I'm like, let's talk about it. <laughs> like you want to yeah, talk about it? Like, let's talk about like- it. I'm happy to talk about it. I'm here. You're here. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I haven't. I actually keep meaning to talk to you about that one thing you said two weeks ago. Yeah, um, it's been on my mind. I think we, I have time. Do you it's have time? Been on my mind. <laughs> but I, I go hard. Like, I'm, 
I, I like, you know, like, uh, whatever, like, I, I like different kinds of wine, whatever. But I mean, when it comes to like buying my own wine at home, like, mm -hmm. I'm cool with like a $10 bottle. Oh, yeah, totally. I am not, don't need to be fancy. I will even sometimes add ice cubes. I am a middle aged white woman. No, part, I always honest. add like ice cubes. It, it, it makes the wine last longer. <laughs> it makes it last longer. Yeah. And it keeps it cold. Like, no one wants like lukewarm white wine. I'm sorry. It needs to be ice. No, cold. unless you're an alcoholic. Correct. That's the old, yes. No. no. No one needs to be chilled. Chilled. Okay. Um, <laughs> wait. So let's get to this dinner that Monica and JD, not JD, LD had. Um, you know, so they go to this Mexican food restaurant and this scene felt like it could have been like a ancillary like short scene that bravo puts in like between like the big group dinner right like monica yeah. checks in with mom but i mean it was it was like 20 minutes of content which means they were there for i'm sure like an hour and a half like oh yeah like i want and i'm interested in the raw footage <laughs> like i want i need the oh. i want i want to watch the whole thing like a fucking um you know, a, a play like it, it feels like Tennessee Williams, which it was. I mean, the the like shitty two top they sat him at. First of all, I'm like, they couldn't have found a more private corner in this restaurant. Like they literally it was it was stage. It was it was a play. It was Broadway. I know it was a two top in the middle of the restaurant. And then the ensemble Those... is sitting next to them being like fake talking to each other. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the purse holder. Wow. The purse holder yeah. took it to another level for me. I was like, damn, it's they, they don't they cannot be holding their purses for this one. And where Crazy. like where were the like because they also put lights up when they're in these restaurants in addition to the cameras. So logistically, I'm like, they have like just enough space to do what they need to do here because that place looks cramped. Like, I don't think yes. they were planning on sitting there for an hour and a half where they just screamed at each other. It was Diane Sawyer, Oprah-style interview. The lights were on. The yep. stage was ready. And the curtains opened. And Monica's mom is sobbing into her. She was in character. Give her an Oscar. <laughs> sobbing? <laughs> and then not a couple seconds later, turns to the waiter and orders one of the more disturbing things on a food menu at a Mexican restaurant, which is a lobster enchilada. Enchiladas! Dead. You, you could not catch... And also, baby, you're in Salt Lake City. Where did that lobster come from? Where did that lobster come from? Why are you at a Mexican restaurant? What is happening how much was this lobster enchilada? Market uh, price. Market price market enchilada. Price lobster enchilada. <laughs> also, she the she ordered the guacamole. Monica ordered the guacamole. Yeah. Appetizer. Mm -hmm. And then I don't understand what the editing happened, but then like the the appetizer thing came. I never saw the lobster enchilada hit the table. No, I didn't. The, I don't know what the hell he was eat, eating, but she was not eating a lobster enchilada. The waiter was like, "Baby, you can't order that. It's, it's awful. You don't cannot order that." <laughs> oh my god! And then the moment when Monica, when like her mom is literally sobbing in front of her, mm -hmm. and Monica's just like, "Excuse me, can I get a straw, please?" <laughs> it's so iconic. I love it. And then, then mom was just like, "I guess the sobbing's not gonna work, so I'm gonna resort to calling my daughter a, a motherfucker, motherfucker on national television." It, I mean, their relationship is so bizarre, confusing, and I don't get the, I wonder, like, how much 
she like how much she needs from her financially and like is there they're divorced she's divorced does she have some sort of um alimony or child support you mean monica's mom ld no no monica i'm confused why oh. monica leans so much on ld for financial things child care things like that her kids are older like i think she could in my mind like there are ways where she doesn't need to lean on her for so much but the putting the cars in your mom's name is tough when you're like 40 years old and a, and a parent of four children and yeah that is kind of odd it just actually confuses now that you mention me. it yeah the logistics <laughs> of it don't make a lot of sense to me and her ex was very well off and i'm surprised that there's no sort of you know spousal support child support alimony all that stuff but i mean she's gonna have money now she's on a hit reality show and she i think you know things will work out as long as she's good with that money but i just the i'm curious to see what happens when she has money now she doesn't need her mom anymore how does the relationship yeah, continue? that is very interesting i guess i missed that part of watching the season in which she talks about like relying on her mom for financial support the first what does the, mo- what so does like, the mom do even i don't know I'm, I'm honestly not sure but the first like scene we got to meet the mom there was like all these conversations about how she was like taking the kids to the school and then uh, older daughter was going to be doing this it seems like she's very like entrenched in like their lot like her life as a parent but maybe yeah, because wasn't wasn't that when she was like doing what was her side business she was like uh bl- blankets what is it napkins what, what, what was the thing that Who? she was doing in the living room with her kids <laughs> monica monica makes napkins she, she might was doing, like some some <laughs> business that she was shipping and her mom was helping her fold or whatever what was it i i honestly don't know Wait, no, I'm not crazy. No, I'm not crazy. I'm listeners, not, listeners, what is bro, what I'm is not trying to guess. I'm not trying to gaslight you. I believe you. I just, I don't Please know. Believe brown voices today <laughs> and tomorrow and forever. But, but she was doing something anyway. I guess, I guess now she won't need that much from her. But it, it really does feel like all jokes aside, like there's absolutely toxicity in that relationship. But it's the kind of like toxicity that's still in the like the codependent era, I believe. I feel like they still kind of thrive in that conflict between the two of them. Totally. You know, because like you've you've had these kinds of fights with your mom for so long, but like, well, obviously now she's on a TV show, so she ha- there has to be some kind of drama. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you had already like got like. Uh, solved these issues with your mom then you would just opt not to like have these lunches with her or whatever like right. not to put yourself in that in that situation but i mean i do feel bad for monica i totally. there's no mention as to what it is this dream job she left to to new york to do she went to go follow her dreams she said like was she trying to become an actress like what was she trying to it do ha- in New it York? has to be it has to be there's no way she like left to go work for like a marketing firm <laughs> like, <laughs> like and i mean if she was trying to be an actress she's pulling out her honestly, like whatever acting class she did at ripley greer here in new york like whatever seminar she took while she was down here she was utilizing it for this lunch damn it she was, she was when she goes she like takes a beat she like looks down and she's like you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> but she went through so many stages like she, she was does being sorrowful and she was being like what else do you want from me to them being like 
I am your mother and I am this. I was surprised the Portuguese didn't come out during this specific fight. I was waiting for the subtitles. I needed the Portuguese. Yeah, you're right. It did need that. It needed a little bit of that. <laughs> and then the final button of the scene essentially is her being like, well, at least look at this beautiful dessert. <laughs> 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 that's an appetizer that's like, guacamole you know and i know wga is off strike and i i love my writers but i have yet to see a writer put a scene like that down <laughs> oh they could never at this point i'm sorry like the stories that we're looking to be told are being told we're just you're looking in the wrong place i mean like on housewives <laughs> a woman just reference guacamole as dessert as a bridge to say like let's have a nice like ending to our dinner together i the whole it, it, it's it's crazy you can't make it up she's insane no a lot of people leaving the leaving the tables without paying the check like it's just <laughs> a, a, a lot was happening but i mean i, I hope that there's some resolution cuz the fight ended with that with Monica. I mean, the whole episode ended with this, so that indicates me that like it's gonna be a, more. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be a storyline because like you're ending the episode in this. So she said that um, they need therapy. So just watch. We're gonna have some busted ass therapy session. Yep. With them, and I if. We're like what, like seven or eight episodes into the show. They've they've been filming for a couple months, probably at this point. And like, this is still. I honestly believe this is still surface level information of trauma that's happened in the relationship. Like, oh yeah, I think the New York part. We we've only hit the tip of the iceberg on that because yeah. I just think she the her dropping her off at a f- family friend's house to go achieve her dreams in New York while she was like, I think she said she was like 12 or something. She was 12. Which is that not to say there's a good age to do that, but you are at an, you're about to like about to, or you're in puberty. You are trying to figure out life. You're insecure and you are, you're making core memories that will stay with you forever. Like you're not a baby that maybe doesn't know what's yeah. Like we'll have bizarre recollections of that. Like, you're a 12-year-old girl who doesn't have a grounding group of friends because you're in a new place, you're in a stranger's house, you feel uncomfortable. Like, that's something that stays with a kid forever, and I just don't really understand how you could do that. Yeah, Lisa Barlow would have never done that. To, to No, never. Never. I would have <laughs> never done that. How crazy is that? The whole mission thing really is a big deal. I really had no idea how. So I, um, so I grew up in Dallas, uh, in a suburb just north of Dallas, where we. Wait, no way! Oh my god, I lived in Houston for a while. Oh really? I'm from Peru, but I lived in Texas. Yeah, when I first moved to the U.S., I lived in West Texas in Odessa, the Odessa Midland area. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I went to the Friday Night Lights High School. Oh Burning shut high up. School. Oh yeah, go Panthers! Go Panthers! Go um, Panthers! Yeah, I, I went. I I grew up in Flower Mound. I don't know if you know where Flower Mound is, but it's like a, it's just like another suburb that's like north of Dallas. It's big and big suburb. It's boring there, but um, in Flower Mound though, we had a huge Mormon population, and I was in theater and choir, and a lot of the Mormon kids were all in like the arts and stuff. Because a lot of them were, say it with me, uh, closeted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of friends that went on missions. 
and they did these like this was like a thing it was like a reveal party but like they would open their letters at home and then they would yeah. like text us and be like i got my letter today i'm going to so and so or something like that and the thing about missions that the mission conversation is interesting because my understanding of the mission is how Heather is explaining the mission to the viewer mm-hmm. where it's like, I knew people that went to a lot of underprivileged areas of the world and changed people's minds about religion. AKA just brainwashed them into becoming a part of a Mormonism, which is a more modern religion that is mostly made up. Um, I mean, all religion yeah. is made up if we want to really go there guys, but Oh yeah. I am the girl <laughs> to, to, to tell yes, that. You're yeah. preaching to the choir. Yeah. All religion is made up. Theirs was made up pretty recently. And so it's just kind of a weird, um, it, it, it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth about like the way that they go into these small, I mean, they go into like villages in like, third world spaces or like not third world that we, we can't say that anymore but just like developing. rural areas developing spaces like where people need something to believe in and like you give them this religion that is essentially just a cash cab and it's it's dark yeah and i think lisa and heather is saying like this is what's happening lisa i think is not as like mormon entrenched in mormonism as like she says she is and I don't think she totally understands like what it, it is about to be. Cause she was saying that she, they just go and like nurture relationships with already Mormon people, you know? Yep. Which is, I mean, that is, that's not, that's yeah. Misinformed really. And she never really addresses much of the Mormon in her life at all. As much as she has been now. No, it doesn't make sense. Well, her Mormonism always confused me because Season one, she was like, I'm Mormon. And you yeah. never really saw drinks. Yeah. But you were always questioning why she has a tequila line. Of but course. then, like, as the seasons go on, she kind of cared less about hiding that side of her. But, like, drinking alcohol is, like, a huge issue. Like, that would be a... People, like, get excommunicated from churches for things like that. Like, Mormon, Mormons don't drink alcohol. They don't drink coffee. That's wild. So Th- that would do it for me. <laughs> same. Me. But there's certainly no drinking like, alcohol. I need the Chardonnay. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, w- w- uh, coffee, then wine. You need, like, the sign <laughs> behind you. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it all felt... And sometimes, like, yeah, when the religion thing gets brought up, I'm just like, ugh. Like, I, I cringe a little bit inside because I'm just like, okay, like, here, here is a group of people just being like, all right, he's going to go serve his... You know, yeah, I know. Time with the Lord. Seeing them, all those kids, like together, like celebrating his success to go, essentially participate in like modern colonialism is like really tough. But I mean, I guess all that to say too is that these kids don't know. I mean, they're so young; they don't know. They're just fucking like, like, all right, mission. What's up? You know, uh, Colombia, so so cool. Right? Just they're not. uh, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know how seriously they take this, or maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe he, to me, J- Jack, right? I don't feel mm-hmm. like he doesn't strike me as someone who's doing this really to, I don't know, like change his life or yeah. like make an impact. He just seems like he wanted to do this because he didn't want to go to college. <laughs> yeah, fudge college, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the words of him. No, so, so this is his thing, whatever. I, I have this one friend that we were 
really good friends in, in high school. We were like in the shows together and he... We you did so many shows in high school. Wow. Oh, oh, sorry. I didn't mean that. Wasn't like me, like patting myself on the back, but like okay, <laughs> okay, lead, okay, lead. <laughs> um, no, and I remember one day I asked him because I grew up religious. My I grew up in um, we it, it's a denomination similar to like Methodist. Um, and my family still goes to church and all that stuff. And I always had questions about things as a kid. I was like very wanted to understand why why everything was the way it was and what religion means and all that and which is how i've come to the current my current state of the other side um but uh i asked him i said you know i have heard things about mormonism like about like their stances on gay people and like Mm -hmm. all these things and like where do you stand with that and he was like you know Something I learned like early on in being a Mormon is that you just don't ask questions. Ugh. And I was like, oh, I like literally like blink twice. <laughs> if, you yeah, need, if you need yikes. help. Like that scared me so much. And he did go on a mission. And when he came back from his mission, he was a different human being. Like, wow. Like extremely. I mean, he looked brainwashed. Like he was like lacked the like liveliness that we the funny like he was like the funny guy in class and then now he was like this like very tight-lipped like straight man and it, it was crazy it, it, it's a, it's a it's a very weird religion and i'm sorry to all those who who are mormon or in a part of it but it, it's sus to me sorry guys do they always happen at that, like, right after high school or whatever? Is that the age? Yeah. So what happens is the, um, like, girls go off to college. Essentially, they get a two-year head start on the guys so they can finish in time for the guys to get to college to marry them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the girls go to college. Guys skip, col- skip college for the first two years and go on their missions. And then they start as freshmen, like, at BYU at the age of, like, 20 um, after their missions and essentially at college they're they, I mean, after their missions, it's like, you need to, you need to get married ASAP. And, the, and many of them do. Yeah. I mean, I had friends that got married like right after their missions to, wow. to girls that they met, like not long after they got to college and stuff. I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting religion and it's but it's cool to see i something you were saying earlier about the show that's so fascinating is it is interesting to see like different takes on these religions from people like heather who've chosen to leave and whitney as well while lisa she's is she the only oh i guess oh the other kind of mormon twist is that ld um became mormon like oh she yeah, because she yeah, she left catholicism to become yeah became which mormon. that is a whole other thing to do an adult like a, a a late in life switched to a religion like Mormonism, baffle very much baffles me. Yeah, like what 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 was the appeal? Uh, I mean, what's, what's the appeal in general? Well, I think people. I think a huge issue, not issue, but just like a huge thing that motivates people to do things like that is like a sense of community. I mean, that's how people get into cults is like knowing that they have people or like. Did you watch the FLDS documentary? Oh, uh, keep sweet, On obey, Netflix? and pray, or whatever. Yes. yes, crazy. Wow, talk about sense of community. Uh- <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that is wild. 
but gray branding. <laughs> I'm sure it did great things for the church. Yeah, it was like gray. You know, they had the, the hairstyling and the mm-hmm. dresses and everything. Oh God, they they built the world, honey. They I'm did. gonna be contacting them for like for, for, for branding <laughs> assistance, consulting. Um. Well, let's move on to. Do you have any final thoughts on Salt Lake City? Um, uh, I just, well, I saw the, you know, what's coming up for the, cause I'm assuming we're at the halfway point. Yeah. Now that we're the like trailer midway. was like, you know, coming mm-hmm. up. Um, apparently Monica's taking them on a trip. <laughs> to Chuck E. Cheese? Like, where are we going? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, they're doing this trip. Like, is she paying for this trip? Like, who's paying for this trip? Because well, Bravo, money. Bravo pays for the trips. They... Uh, but isn't that also kind of like low key shady for the for everyone to be like, yeah, Monica's taking us on this trip. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure like, it's yeah. gonna be. I'm sure all of them are gonna have so many things to say about it. Uh probably. Yeah. Um, but I'm just excited to see what is this meltdown she's having in this public restroom at this vacation, and I'm just eager to to really see how this is all gonna boil down. I still feel like what is what is gonna be the culminating point. For this season, it still feels a little bit unclear. What well, is the main two things? One, Andy said on Watch What Happens Live recently that he, their answers will be confirmed and revealed regarding Heather's black eye from last season. Oh, which I didn't God. think I wanted to care about anymore, but I am I, I am excited to if we get a concrete answer, I, I would love love to hear that. Um, because it was so crazy to me the way she just pretended that she didn't have a black eye on a girl's trip. Wild. Peru, Wild. Peru, I don't know about you, but I've never been on a, a trip with the girls and resulted in a black eye. Black eye? No, not a black eye. No. Um, but then the other thing is there, it seems to be something that happens on that trip where some sort of information is revealed to Heather about one of the women knowing something yeah. about, and I can't quite figure out what it is, but my brain leads to Monica and that something regarding Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I think the prediction is Monica's going to say something that's going to affect the relationships yeah. of a, a couple of them. And then she's going to feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll, and As she feels bad about a lot of things in her life. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. So she's forever feeling bad. Yeah, a lot to look forward to though. I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast. Although it does appear Mary no, doesn't go on the trip, which makes me sad. Oh yeah, like I would like her there. You know? It's fine as long as she can pop in and just do bizarre behavior like she did for with Whitney at this like half dinner. Then yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine seeing her like that. Agreed. Um. Okay. Well, let's pop over to Potomac. So you correct me if I'm wrong. You've not watched Potomac before oh at all, God. right? today was the very first time and i didn't even do any like research on any of the women yeah. like i really went in blind so to chat blind. about so to chat about and this i see the light you see it so to chat about this i think it's just, I just go, see the light. go through the women like go through each one i just want like kind of first initial thoughts on them oh Made um, notes. I have notes. Oh my god, I love it, Prue. Okay, so <laughs> let's start out. Let's almost. You know what? I'm gonna let you lead this. I want you to kind of like give me a little power ranking, like of where we're at with the ladies. Like who, starting at the from who least popped to popped off the screen. Like where are we at? 
Okay, I love this because then really I'm sure like a lot of your listeners are going to be like yelling and screaming because I don't have all of the context sure, that of but course I'll, you have. But I'll provide context. for. I'm happy to answer uh, all questions. So I'm happy, you know, I have a show called Unpopular Opinions and I'm happy having the Unpopular Opinion yep. on any of these women. Great so, plug. When is the Unpopular Opinions live show again? Uh, November 18th. <laughs> come, come. There you we should go. come too. I would love to come. Okay, we'll, we'll talk off pod. We'll off, off um, First and foremost, let me just say that these women felt so fresh to me uh-huh. and so like fully realized women yep. that I haven't encountered even dabbling on any of the other franchises that like never appealed to me. So like I the only thing I knew about Potomac is the hype behind it that like it really was quote unquote like the best franchise of women. And, like, I see why. Like, all of these women feel fully realized. Does that make sense? Completely. Um, Let's begin with the unquestionable woman of the hour, which is Robin. So Robin is, Robin is for you, where where is she at for you in in this power ranking? Listen, in this power ranking, since we're starting from, like, the bottom up, like you said, I'm saying power ranking at the bottom because everyone thinks she's a big fucking idiot right now (laughs) sure sure and so that tells me like she she's just really at the bottom of the food chain right now everyone's just being like wake up pearl like just so robin she's a very polarizing person because a lot of people really love her and i i go back and forth on loving her or not um and a lot of people really also love juan her husband and so, okay. it, well, he's hot. We haven't I mean, even got there yet. For, he is so fucking hot, Juan. You know what's so funny is that I was watching this because the opening scene of this thing is mm-hmm. Robbing and Juan. I was out last night and I went out. I went a little too hard yesterday. <laughs> oh I was, my God, where'd I'm you go? Just, what'd you do? I was out in Harlem with my friend Matt and like we were supposed to just have like a dinner just to catch up he's gonna be going to portugal soon so we were trying to like sneak in like some time together mm-hmm. but like i see i see him all the time but you know just an excuse to see each other yeah but it was supposed to be like a low-key thing next thing you know we're like hopping from place to place went to like three different places in harlem ended up at this bar called big she or something and i made out with this guy and let me tell you the resemblance between juan and this man are uncanny well good for you babe uncanny when i was watching i was like oh my god did i make out with juan last night like i was like what's happening like did i just get myself involved in potomac because like who is it was like a slight well like a younger version of juan sure but i was already captivated from that um but i feel like all things considered and the drama that i'm sure we'll talk about Mm -hmm. robin right now seems to be at the bottom of the of the chain at yeah. this point. And She's Robin not doing too hot. No, not doing too hot. And also some some like behind the scenes history of them. So they got married when they were very young when he was in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he um cheated on her like two years into their marriage. Oh my God. They shocked. 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 <laughs> they worked through it stayed together for a little bit and then ended up getting a divorce mm-hmm. and then, but we're like living together through their divorce stayed together. By the time the show started, they were not together, but living together, raising the children. Wow. 
So they've been living together the, from season one till now. And he just proposed, he re-proposed to her, uh, I think in season six or the end of season five, maybe. And then they just got married last season. The whole storyline was like, when are you getting married? Like you keep saying you're doing this for your wedding or this for your wedding. And the wedding just wasn't happening. And then at the very end of the season, she did the wedding off camera, which like really pissed off Bravo. Like she did like a surprise Mm. wedding. And so then it comes out after the season has fully wrapped filming that the whole season they were navigating this cheating scandal that is talked about in this episode. And she decided instead of talking about it on the show, she posted it on Instagram and was like, if you want the story behind Juan and I's marriage, subscribe to my Patreon. Oh my God. What a slay. (laughs) (laughs) What a a sleigh. So she was like, if you subscribe to my Patreon, you're you'll get, you know, the the true the true tea. And Bravo, like I think they find her. They they've been finding housewives now when they like break certain codes in their, in their um, agreements. And they Yeah, were I like, mean that's like piping hot tea. Like they want this they want the exclusive on that. And she did it she did it right after the reunion um finished airing. Like because she was like I didn't want to talk about it on the show. I want to talk about it on my own terms. And it's like, and also another side of it is that the whole season she was coming for Candace's marriage. And it's like, why are you coming for people's marriages, making people talk about their marriages on camera when you, you're choosing to put your shit behind a paywall? It's just all very confusing and fucked up. So Okay. So she's not as like dumb as I thought she was. <laughs> or like as naive. She's definitely I guess. blind to him. I mean that final seat that final scene of her and Giselle, Sharice, and Ashley that sit down, I mean, she's clearly they're talking different languages. You know, I don't know if you've had a sit yeah, down like that before, just, but I've had oh, to talk to her. Of course, to, you're yeah. just talking to the wall. Yeah. Like, she's not seeing it. She's not registering it. You're not communicating and she also, to me, as happy, as someone who has not seen the show at all, mm-hmm. she doesn't seem too happy. I'm just going to say it. Even when the yeah. opening scene of the season was her doing some, like, fucked up frames for, like, to her, like black and white wedding photos. Yep. I'm like, okay. Like, I'm like, she doesn't seem that happy or that convinced. If anything, I don't really see much emotion at all. Like, has she always been like that? Because she felt very flat for me. Like, I don't know. It felt very much like what are you happy to be here like what's happening like do you like even when she was talking to Juan I'm like are you doing love like what's happening it felt like more like a like two teammates it didn't totally. feel like a couple you know so yeah that I found her at the bottom I, I like episode. to hear that she she has her her fans are called I think they're called love <laughs> I think they're called low robins <laughs> Like L <laughs> L E R O B Y N. I think I think that's what they're called. And they're they're savage. So if any of them hit you in their DMs, don't be shocked. But I'm I'm team Oh my god. I'm team well, I'm team you on that. So Thank you, thank you. Of course. Um well moving on. Miss Mia. Okay, yeah. Miss Mia seems to me like there's a lot I don't know. About there's, a, her? there's a lot we don't know in general. I, I think. Okay, so so I I get so you did, you caught up quick with her. She you're not missing much. 
I was like, okay, her intro to me was like her being like, hey, we downsized, we lost our business. She's got this older husband who I, I originally I thought was her dad. <laughs> uh, I was no. not getting husband vibes from him. Um, they're talking about how she is like living in a small place now because like financial strains or whatever. Yep. But like, what is the tea with the business? What is this yeah, business? So, so they own this chiropractor franchise, chiropracting franchise business in like the DC Metroplex. And I guess it was, he started it, but then brought on his brothers. And I think that there's been some shady business practice happening mm. and they got rid of him ahead of controversy and they are now divorced. They got a divorce. Um, they announced their divorce right when the show uh, right when the trailer for the show premiered. Oh, so they're so in the show right now they're divorced, but right now we're seeing so the, we're about we're, to see the demise. Yes, they've been div- they they got. I think they get divorced either like at the very end of the season or something like that. But they're like heading towards that. Okay, well, good because I didn't see much chemistry no. there either. I'm He's like, what little, is happening here? He, 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 Daddy G. His name is G. Just G. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Just Daddy G. <laughs> Daddy G likes to hit the sauce and get a little flirty with the ladies and gets a little creepy, but it's kind of funny mm. to be honest. But he's a creepy uncle, creepy it's, drunk it's uncle, full creepy drunk uncle. So, yeah, got it. So, I was like, okay, she seems like she's fine. But although I'm Mia like, iconically said, I'm not drinking anymore, do I look better? And he's like, well, you are drinking wine. And she's like, yes, yeah, she's I'm like, not well. drinking. <laughs> <laughs> like okay me <laughs> yeah but also love how she was in her confessional she was actually trying to like say like you know i didn't like but what, uh, what liquor was doing to me and i'm like what do you think wine is doing to you girl like it's not that different babe <laughs> but, but, I mean, a drink's right, a I drink guess, drink the drink fine i mean if you just want to choose your 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 whatever juice that can be your juice yeah um but she seemed fine like i didn't really get much from her mm-hmm. besides her like complaining about how she has no money now but um let, I'm wishing her the best godspeed <laughs> to you in your penthouse here, uh in your tiny little condo yeah it didn't look uh, big I honestly I, I it did i would love to have it too but it didn't look that the living room shot i'm like they needed to like 0.5 it to like get the all oh the furniture it was 0.5 yeah. it was guys on grinder <laughs> 0.5 like trying to make it bigger than what it seems okay wait i have a question so i am boring and in a been in a relationship for a while now on grinder are i just thought of that like people are 0.5ing like oh everything oh the dolls are 0.5ing to the point where i've like shown up to a couple to Apple places and I'm just like, oh, oh, I see. <laughs> you were using 0.5. Okay. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. They're getting creative. Yeah. It's not it's not any better. I'm sure you're very happily committed yeah, in a monogamous yeah, yeah. relationship. And let me tell you, I only wish Daddy G would <laughs> Lock do it a down. chiropractor business with me <laughs> because it's tough out in the streets. But yeah, they're doing that. Um, wait, so who's next on the list? So we've hit Robin, Mia. Okay. okay, next on my list. Now, I will say, Cherise was part of this final like girl. Of the, it so she's a friend to of. Me like she may have been a cast member she, before. Yeah, she was a full-time cast member season one and one through three. And then she was let go. And then she kind of pops in 
on and off. And then the past few seasons, she's been like a full-time friend of the housewives. Like she goes to the reunion for like a, an episode. And so she, she, she's an official friend of this season. Okay. I, I, I vibe with her. I, the only reason why I'm ranking her also towards the bottom is because I wish I had no seen more of her. I was kind of There's, interested you're not in missing, her. You're not missing much. I'm not I, missing much. This okay. was the most, honestly, this was the most she had ever revealed about her, her marriage. Relationships. Like I've never seen her cry before. Like that was a wild yeah. twist. Cause if you could tell she tried to make a joke, oh. she made a joke at the top and then, yeah, it like hit her what she was talking about and then she got so sad and then she started crying and i was like okay okay range a work and then b go off range and then b i was like wait i don't think we've ever gotten take some pointers (laughs) yeah ld ld and charise need to be on um on On the same acting class yeah at amda um (laughs) no but that was the most we'd really learned about about that situation so we're oh on the same page on that so i got spoiled by getting some sharice information and i guess that's not typically the case so we knew she we knew he had cheated but we never never seen her be very like raw about the situation so okay um next up i've got miss ashley miss ashley Uh seems like she's fun i'm vibing with her she's fun i love the the very first time I meet this woman named Ashley is when she's having her kids literally take out the trash <laughs> and roll it back up the block. Sure. I'm like, great. Now, what's happening? Everyone has recently downsized or moved. Everyone's like separated or about to get divorced. This like, is... what? All these women are really going through a transitioning era, I guess. So, someone, from what I gather. So, someone who absolutely has 0.5 on Grinder is Ashley's ex husband, Michael Darby. <laughs> oh, my God. He is has been caught on Grinder multiple times. <gasps> <laughs> but don't Hot. Peru the Wait, joy no the joy is about to leave your face when you google a picture of Michael Darby <laughs> okay Michael Darby I'm googling right now oh my god I'm disappointed yeah I think Michael Darby it's it's oh no <laughs> he's one of those creepy ones that have like the no profile pic yeah they hit you up they send you like seven photos right away and then yep. you're like oh what's happening oh but i'm surprised she can do so much better oh trust me it's a whole thing i mean everyone oh, really yeah this everyone part of like the drama like why did you marry this old guy 1000 <laughs> percent. i mean the reason is obvious he has money um well, of course but he's ugly and also like mean oh no and, like kind of just like a, a red face kind of alcoholic looking fucker <laughs> okay well we don't we don't like that we we're no. team ashley in this one she seems sweet um she seems like she's a good friend she's, she seems like she's she's interesting she i go back and forth with her because she is sweet until she she's also not afraid of just going there with everyone like she will drag people down and she'll they'll just like sit down at a coffee shop and she'll be like so i heard you're uh, there's a lawsuit going on right now with you and your 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 friend like she'll just like bring up shit on camera that's like crazy and everyone's like what the fuck <laughs> her and candace Ooh, her and candace are like i want like they've thrown um cutlery at each other they've oh. they are i think currently in a lawsuit against oh michael wow. darby her husband her ex-husband is suing candace or something right now i mean there's 
the two of them are constantly like going at it. Okay, I love. Well, I mean, and also a society note because I just remember this uh, uh, from uh, what I gathered. The hierography I'm getting from every single one of these women yes. is in, where is the where is the Emmy for the hair hair department? What is happening? Everyone, it's hard to keep up sometimes watching it as the first time because like every single different confessional is like a different hairstyle and a different hairdo, and I'm like, wait, who am I? T- who is this person? What's happening? Candace in that tall wig that like oh, I was like, sir. what? This is the best thing I've ever seen. Bitch, she was giving, and also high contrast to like what she was, and she's next up on my list, mm-hmm. Candace. I want to know more. She seems fascinating to me. She seems eloquent. She seems smart, yep. at least from what I'm gathering. And she seems like the the girl you want to go grab happy hour with and just talk. Uh, I like the way how she speaks. It's very like DC. She's very <laughs> much, and she understands and the facts and the blah, 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 blah. And I, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm vibing with you. So yeah, she, I like her. She's my fave. She's had a but very... But I didn't get to see much yeah, about her. Wait, she's the one that had the, like, the... the weird picnic right yes or no yes the weird picnic where she was like dressed at like she hates bugs she yes she was dressed for a drag brunch and her husband like looks like he just came from working the drag brunch (laughs) oh my god which oh my god another husband i'm like i you oh he can work it he can work it okay i agree i find him a i don't think he's he's certainly not universally attracted like universally loved for his looks but i think he's i think he could get it I think there's nothing because you know you know like, I'm Latinx, I'm an immigrant and whatever. Like that for me, there's nothing so satisfying as like a great Midwest just white boy or yeah. just you know he just seems like a good old American. I'm sure. like, great. Yeah, that's... you know, like I'll, I'll I'll teach you some Spanish words. <laughs> you know, like I'll, I'll soft you up. But she was doing like a drag brunch as like Lana Del Rey, like cosplay. <laughs> like she was, I was like. What is happening for this picnic? Um, but they seem like they were in love. They seem like they have like a good a relationship. Di- People are often trying to bring them down. There's currently a rumor that he's cheated on her going around in yeah, the press. I don't right. know if that's real or not, but the um, I love her. She's great. She she has a very interesting trajectory on the show. If you ever end up going back, she came on in like season three, I believe, or four, and she came on. As like the uh, she was younger than she was the youngest one on the cast, and she just came on kind of almost like childish, like not didn't have like a much of a voice, didn't have like a good grounding on like who she was, and has like found this like amazing like voice on the show, and she's so confident now, and like she's it, it physically has transformed into this like beautiful like goddess and you're just like mesmerized by her i'm obsessed with her and she can also read down like she knows how to like drag people like no other like she is often at giselle's throat because giselle is so mean to her um and is always just dragging her leaving her without anything to say See, well, I, you know, I, I think you've converted me into now like a, a Potomac head or whatever it's called yep. for Potomac lovers, uh-huh. um, because between Candace and also, uh, what? Karen. <laughs> oh yeah, I wrote. Uh, Candace hates bugs. Husband may have wandering eyes, and it's clearly not Alanis Morissette. She sings, so she's a performer. <laughs> that's that's yes. her thing. She's you, like a yeah. After we log off of the show, or she always was a performer because of the show. 
Oh, okay. Which is tough. Right. Less impressive. But <laughs> she has the best song that's ever been released by a housewife. It's like actually good. Like you'll like be listening to it on your walk tomorrow. Like it's called Drive Back. You got to listen to it after we log off here. Okay. So we'll send it to me. You got to send it to me. It's, it's legit um, good. Okay. Like it's I, I, will, in, I, I put it in playlists that I like run listen, to. Listen, I give everyone an opportunity when they release their songs because I be, because <laughs> if there's anything you need to know about me also is that I am an opportunist. Like I, I will be releasing a single at some point in my career. I can't wait like, to It's happening. You. I'm going to do it. It's going to be completely auto-tuned and overproduced <laughs> and it's going to be amazing. So like I'm all for giving anyone a shot at their, at their singles and their music career. Oh, I can't but wait. Between her and... Giselle, Wendy. Oh, Wendy. Oh, we haven't talked about oh, Wendy. No, no. Giselle's my my last one. Okay. Giselle and Caring are my top two. Yes, they're the um, best. But Wendy, I wanted to see more. I am pissed I didn't get to see more of her. Yeah. Her talking about t- taking her rosary out of her freaking. <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> I didn't know she was Catholic. That was a reveal for me. But if she, a fabulous Catholic, fabulous. Loves- fabulous looks snatched looks amazing on point great styling i was I, I was a big fan of wendy uh giving up alcohol for lent even though she's not religious but then she carries a rosary around i'm like this is a sleigh i love it yeah. i love it love she's all, beautiful. everything about it. so she has a very so she um is a cnn she used to be a cnn correspondent like she was often on cnn as like needing oh i could uh, tell she's she knows yeah. things She's not a reporter. She's like a political. She's like she's a uh, a professor. Political for like, analyst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she does some sort of political. She does polit- political analysts for CNN, but then also is a professor at a, a very reputable college in the DC area. Um, doing like economy, like t- talking oh, about I politics love, and stuff. I love. Yeah. I'm she's, a big fan. She's beautiful, smart, everything. She has a very interesting twist from her first season to her second season. Her second season. She goes and does like a full head to toe, like body transformation at the doctor. Like, gets new breasts. She gets a BBL. She got things in her face done, and she does like a full like reveal of like her new self on her in her second season. And it's it's it come it falls on very interesting feedback because everyone's like, why did you do all this? Like, weren't you I thought you were like the professor girl and they're like, well, you're the hot girl now. Like it's a very, in- it's received in a very interesting way. It's, I'm, it's worth it to go back and watch. And I'm, I'm curious to see how you would respond to it. Ooh, I guess from the perspective of like, you're the intellectual one, you know, why are you succumbing yeah, and, to like having to. Her defense is like, why can't I be hot and a professor? Which of course is true. But like, yes, but she also like, she has a little bit, it's just, it rubbed me a little the wrong way because it felt like she had like the like, oh, I'm a housewife now. And it's like, no, we liked that you were like a woman of the world. You know what I mean? Like you didn't you don't need to like get a BBL to like be right. a but housewife. Maybe we don't know she always wanted to do it. And like maybe True. didn't even have True. like the resources for it. Now that she's got housewife money, she True. feels like I can finally do it. Absolutely. But she's. I mean, stunning. I'm, I'm going to be dropping a single and getting a BBL. Yeah, like, I can't it, wait for look, both. You, and there will be a reveal. There will be a reveal <laughs> on Instagram. There a, will be a reveal at my single drop party. I will also do a <laughs> physical reveal of my new bod. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Talk about reality shows. Let's bring back the Swan. Let's please, bring back the Swan. Please. please. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> um. Anyway, the last two for me are obviously Karen and 
Giselle. Karen seems to me to be like the OG, like she's like the the mother. Like she she's is. Like, it's, to me, she seems like she's the older, the oldest. She, one, she is perhaps? the oldest. She is the oldest, but, but not by as much as you o- think. Oh really? No, I think Giselle is not that far from her in age, but she acts like she's like ten years older than her. She gives that kind of vibes, yeah. like mother of the group, like yeah. you know whatever. Um, I I also wish I would have had more time getting to know her, but I, I'm, I'm you'll get I more time. Clean that she is, she gets time. She um, yeah. she is the star. She's my favorite. She is. Oh yeah. She is just effortlessly funny and it's crazy to me that this woman has existed in the world and we just now got cameras on her like eight years ago like yeah that, she's one of those people like a sonia morgan or like a um dorinda where you're like how did you just exist and no one like i would have loved about you yeah like i want to watch what she what her life was like in like 20 years ago like i, I just want a nest cam of like how she navigates the world well, what, she's is, so funny. what is her profession um Mom, I think, I, <laughs> I think well, she, so when Potomac began, the initial premise was so they, when they filmed the first season of Potomac, they were filming like a show about society women. It wasn't meant to be housewives. It was meant to be like women in mm. women in charity or something like that. And so all they talk about season one is a little bit of a slog until like the back half of it, because it's so much talking about like, well, I saw you at that charity event. Like, did you go to so-and-so's charity? Like, it's very like entrenched in that, which is kind of not interesting to me. She is a like mm-hmm. career, um, socialite in the, in like the Potomac area. Like she is got like it, got the it. woman, her, her husband makes a lot of money and she goes to all the charity functions and writes a check, talks to people about, Love connects people like she's like that type of woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love. Yeah, totally. Now, Miss Giselle. Okay. <laughs> I see myself in Giselle. You do. I feel like out of out of all of them, I feel like I'm the most like Michelle, and I'm the most like Wendy. I feel like I'm a Wendy and Giselle hybrid. Um. Obviously, the smarts and beauty from Wendy uh, and great sense of style. And Giselle and just like, she just felt like very, to me, she felt very natural on the show. Mm -hmm. She felt very comfortable in her skin and like presenting herself. Um, She felt like the most, I don't know, like... Sharice on the show, but she felt pretty cool to me. Yeah, love that she's got the like the younger uh, arm candy. Uh, I, I, I don't know, if she's like a cougar. Oh, so hot! So Jason so is hot. Jason comes from like another Bravo show. It's like a whole cinematic yeah. universe. I don't know if you've seen Winter House or Summer House. He's in that world. Well, I saw like the little clip description yes, of like yeah. how they met, yeah. whatever vis a vis. But so happy uh, she seems to have a great relationship with her daughters, which is also a good sign. In the stylings of Heather Gay in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's always a good. I don't know. It's always a good indication if like it feels like they have like a genuine good relationship with the, with the with the kids. Totally. I, I always like that seeing that genuine yep. connection. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like she was having fun. She was ha- she was like making some weird ass sushi. Like, uh, and if 
it honestly they were making sushi it felt like it was nine in the morning like it felt Agreed. like it was daytime i was like why are we having sushi at 9 a.m what is going on i'm constant <laughs> i'm 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 always thinking that and i think that they generally film these shows on in at like 11 a.m and they're like constantly <laughs> drinking martinis at 11 a.m because they're like the light is good today <laughs> Yeah, the lighting's good. We should be, and I also like how she was trying to like be the one to like wake uh, Robin up from her freaking haze right now that she's going through. Yeah. So I appreciated how like she was trying to push, but she was also trying to be like, "We're on your side. We're here for you. Don't forget that like, you know, we're not just trying to start shit. We're actually trying to let you know that it's okay if something is happening because we'll be on your side." Yeah. And so, like, I saw myself in her because I would be that girl being like, all right, let's host the Kiki. Let's have the dolls over at my apartment and then we'll get some champagne and then we'll talk. That's my vibe. So, you know. <gasps> oh, my God. And P.S. <laughs> everyone going to everyone reading her to filth about her house always being under construction. Yeah. Okay. That side alley that everyone kept walking down on struggling. Crazy. It didn't seem it uh, didn't seem like that. It was just a side and I don't understand what the big deal. Everyone's literally going down <laughs> like this. I'm like, how what's the perception I'm not seeing properly? Well it seemed very dramatic for me. You know, okay, I don't know how to say this. I kind of loathe Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god wow she wow. but i find her necessary i knew this was too good to be true i, know. I knew we, i knew i knew we got along I it thought, was all alive i thought we had something you know no i you know just she's a nest she's necessary for the show i think she's smart she's funny all that stuff she just is constantly um she's always like coming for everyone yet doesn't always know how to receive the the shade on her end when her life has kind of been a disaster so she was married to yeah what's her dirty laundry yeah so she was married to this pastor this very very well-known pastor in the atlanta area who like infamously cheated on her with like 10 women there's probably like other children places and like she stayed with him through that then they ended up getting a divorce then on the show tried to get back with him even though like he was reckless and wow. he's just a bad guy and every time people try and talk to her about that she's always shutting it down yet she's the first to like bring mm. up rumors about candace's marriage or things like that there's just kind of like always a double standard on when and where um her drama can be brought up like she's like and I kind of, honestly, I kind of identify with this sometimes where, like, she's kind of locked on her own issues. Like, she's, like, locks her emotions in about her own issues and only reveals it on her own terms. But, like, wants people to reveal their shit whenever she asks, you know, which I can be guilty of that. That sounds reasonable. That sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> uh, that is very much Aries energy. Uh, oh, are you an Aries? Oh, yeah. It's very okay. much like, listen, don't tell me what to do, but I will absolutely tell you what to do. This is all making sense, <laughs> okay. crew. This is making, all sense. making sense. Well, no, my, my partner, Brian, is an Aries. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, you, you, seem, you, you seem like a water sign to me. Are you a Cancer? Um, sort of. Cancer's in, cancer is my, uh, is my rising, but my sun sign 
Cancer is my like people perceive me as a cancer sign. I think see? that's what I say. But I'm 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 a double sag. Wow, surprising. What you think? Oh, really? I wonder where this where, where the sag comes out. Well, you know, we'll take that <laughs> offline. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right damn we'll talk no 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 i i feel like i'm mo- i'm honestly most sad i think the only thing with cancer is like i can be sensitive that's like really mm. where i identify with cancer it's like i have the sag bite sometimes but then the cancer um keel like kills me out one time i famously had a astrologer tell me like they were like the i was like what does that mean to be like sag cancer sag and they're like essentially like in a, a quick version of it is like you extinguish your own flame and i was like Okay, good night. <laughs> good night. I'm going to go drown that's myself. the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. Good night. <laughs> Do you Thank take Venmo or Cash App for tip? <laughs> wow. So that, I guess, that's me in a nutshell. Wow. Mine would have been like I start my own fires and <laughs> expect other people to put them out, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. that That is the most Aries, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, yeah, Miss Miss Giselle's giving, I mean, for all the slander you just said on her. I think she uh, might be an Aries. She gives that kind of like, you know, domineering. Like, she gives Leo what? too. Leo to me a little bit too. Oh, well, she feels, you know, that kind of like fiery or like she feels like the leader. She kind of feels like she would be, you know, like, um, you know. I think she is a Leo. That, September 9th, that's Leo, I think. Is it? Or is that Libra? September 9th is Virgo. Oh, Virgo, Virgo. Oh, weird. Which is oh, which uh, can be you know caretakers, which would explain her trying to like mm-hmm. you know like stretch her, you know like be like, hey, Robin, everything's it's okay if you're an idiot. <laughs> it's okay if you <laughs> okay. don't see that your husband's obviously a piece of garbage. Right. We'll just tell like, you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I guess if my husband was. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's that hot to like need to stay with him because she's also an attractive woman, Robin. She, she could do. She's beautiful. She could, you know, get somebody else in a heartbeat. So I don't see the need to be staying with that man. And like everyone is making sense to me during that final Kiki with the champagne. Um, everyone was making sense, but she. I don't see where this is gonna go from here. Either something else is gonna come out mm-hmm. that's gonna have her. Her eyes open to like hers because I mean I I don't like this guy. Do you like this guy, Juan? Yes. No, not really. I mean, like we like him because he's hot, but like he's like not a good partner to her. No, 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 no. So I mean, either I don't know how the season's gonna go, but like something's gonna have to hit the fan with this. Either their friendships are gonna get ruined because she's Team Juan. Well, I don't know if you. I can't remember if tag if they featured their taglines in this episode. Did they do that or did they? No, they didn't. So the ta- her, was... her tagline this season is, um, "I just took a DNA test and I one hundred percent don't care." <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs> Which I think yeah. that tells you everything that's going to happen this season. She's just going to continue to stay with this man regardless of whatever happens. To not care. Yeah, because she one hundred percent does not care. Wow. These writers, man. Yeah, right? (laughs) Well, those are written. Yeah. The taglines, I think there literally is a writer's room. You think? Yeah. I I I don't know. I Considering think, some of these Salt Lake ones too, I'm just like I don't think these are. Writers. I think they come up with some, but then I think Bravo 
throws some into the mix too. And I've heard they record like four each and then Bravo picks which one they Oh well using. we need that tape. Oh totally. Like the We the... need that. Andy. Andy, Andy I know you're hello. listening. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> First of all, Slay. Slay. Second of all, let's get these taglines. Mm-hmm. I'll have to revisit them because no, the the intro of the show was actually very interesting. It was very Stranger Thingsy and oh, then also yes, like seventies yes, yes, like yes, thing. Yes. I was like, what is happening? Am I watching the right show? It felt it felt jarring. I wasn't used to that for a Real Housewives franchise. Well, I hope you go back. Uh, you definitely need to go back and watch some old Potomac or just watch reunions. Nicki Minaj hosts one of their reunions. It's <gasps> Yeah, she wow. she she, came, she did like a part four reunion for them after Andy, and it's amazing. Um, the show's amazing. The storylines, there's so many other storylines that I even go into with you about them that are worth diving into with their relationships, and it's great. So I, I'm excited for you in this journey. Oh, I'm stoked. Um, but I've kept you so long. This was so so much fun. We We're chatted for like an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> wow. An, an XL episode. An XL app. No, um, no 0.5 here. No, no 0.5, baby. We are just all natural at one. Um, yeah. Well, per, tell everyone where they can find you, listen to you, see your shows, all the good stuff. Um. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. Um, I am at Hey Peru on all socials and Instagram and TikTok. Uh, you can find me there. I post a lot of content of my day to day and funny stuff. Um, but I do have a couple of shows coming up. Um, well, by the time this goes, that would have already happened. But the next show is this coming. Oh no! Wait, you're saying no. it's airing? No, 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 no! It'll be out before the show. You'll oh, show on the tenth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a show this Friday in New York City, Pioneers and Trailblazers, which is also a podcast. If you want to listen to maybe a more raunchier side of me, mm-hmm. uh, very much about like queer sex and and friendship with my other comedian friend Nick Rosenthal, we dive deep. Uh, we're dumpster divas of our own accord in like yes. the, the sex life in New York. So if you're interesting saucy uh content check that out we drop episodes every monday one dropped today actually great uh, but we have a live show coming up friday as part of new york comedy festival uh uh brooklyn art house at 7 p.m uh and my other show is unpopular opinions which you should come to both these shows we need to talk off pod we'll talk off um that'll be at caveat in the lower east side at 9 30 p.m uh great lineup it's like a comedy debate show inspired in my speech and debate experience when i was in high school so it's a lot of um drinking wine and a lot of arguing and debating and fun. Having fun so come check that out yeah we're pretty much we're like half sold at that point so if we want to come to saturday november 18th get your tickets now all the infos on my on my insta and tiktok yes go do that and um we will be back uh, later this week for our throwback episode, guys, uh, we are chatting <laughs> with uh, return guests about Legally Blonde, The Search for Elle Woods, episode, oh, episode one, damn. Can, can be found on YouTube. Go watch it. It'll our, our recap will be out Friday, so check that out. And Peru, say bye to the listeners. Bye. Bye. That's another ep in the books. Make sure to follow me at Tom Hamlet on Instagram. And you can follow Kix. At Kix Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. And make sure to follow the pod on IG at Dumpster Dive Pod. And on TikTok at Two Dumpster Divas. Rate, review, and subscribe to us and all the pods you love on your favorite app of choice. And we will see y'all soon. Bye. Bye.